Hi, I'm Brad Constantine, and this is a Come Follow Me podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although this is not an official podcast of the church, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. This year's study is the Book of Mormon. Each week, a new summary podcast of that week's Book of Mormon chapters will be released. But if you want a more detailed analysis of each individual chapter, those will also be available to listen to. I hope this Come Follow Me resource will be helpful to you. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified each week of a new episode. I hope you like this uh, format. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast for the Come Follow Me lessons. This will be lesson number 16, and we're going to cover Mosiah 4 through 6, and it's for the time period of April 20th through the 26th. So chapter 4 of Mosiah covers or tells us how to stay out of the club, Sinners Anonymous. So this will help us uh, to make sure that we're keeping all the commandments and not being what we're not supposed to be. All right. Um, This, uh, again, is a continuation of King Benjamin's speech to his people. Um, this seems to be more of a spontaneous thing, though. He's, um, he's looking out and seeing how they're doing. Notice that in verse 1, it mentions they had, that the people had fallen to the earth for fear of the Lord had come upon them. So he's kind of seeing what's going on here. Uh, they've all cried out in verse 2 with one voice saying, Have mercy, apply the atoning blood of Christ. Uh, so this is uh, exactly what he was hoping would happen, that they would uh, feel the Spirit. Verse 3, it says, uh, after they had spoken these words, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and they were filled with joy. And that's uh, how we obtain joy, is by leaving the commandments and having the Holy Ghost as our constant companion. Uh, also in verse 3, it mentions that they had peace of conscience, which is really kind of our goal, isn't it? Uh, the miracle of forgiveness is that we can be forgiven and receive a, a peace of conscience. Um, And so now King Benjamin in verse 4 is going to open his mouth again and speak. Um, And this is where he's gotten their attention one more time. He says, I call your attention. Um, This means that uh, he's also, uh, that we are totally dependent upon God for all our support is what he's saying here in verse 5, that that, uh, without God we are nothing. And then in verse 8, he begins to give us a, kind of an idea or background or some some lists or whatever you want to call it here of how to uh, obtain salvation. In verse 9, he mentions uh, to believe in God, uh, believe that he is. Verse 10, believe that ye must repent of your sins and forsake them. Humble yourselves and ask, uh, humble yourselves before God. Uh, if you believe all these things, see that you do them. Um, So Joseph Smith said that let us here observe that three things are necessary in order that any rational and intelligent being may exercise faith in God unto life and salvation. First, the idea that he actually exists. Second, a correct idea of his character, perfections and attributes. Third, an actual knowledge that the course of life which he is pursuing is according to his will. For without an an acquaintance with, uh, with these three important facts, The faith of every rational being must be imperfect and unproductive, but with this understanding it can become perfect and fruitful, abounding in righteousness unto the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So those things are are basically important for us to understand uh, so that we can have a rational and understanding, a total understanding of God and and what he's doing for us. So uh, anyway, that's uh, King Benjamin's uh, summarization here on how to uh, keep the, keep keep the Lord in our in our hearts and to be uh, on his side here. Verse 12, I say unto you that if you do this, you shall always rejoice. In other words, always keeping the commandments, remembering uh, the things that we need to do. 
Elder Maxwell said, much emphasis was given by King Benjamin to retain a remission of our sins. We do not ponder that concept very much in the church. We ought to think of it a lot more. Retention clearly depends on the regularity of our repentance. In the church, we worry and should over the retention of new members, but the retention of our, of our remissions is cause for even deeper concern. Uh, we retain that remission of sins by faithful observance of covenants we have made with God and through Christ-like service to those in need. And so that's our goal is to retain a remission of our sins and it's by constant and repetitive uh, repentance and and uh, drawing close to the Lord. Verse 16 mentions that we ourselves are, uh, that he will succor us, uh, that we're supposed to also succor others. And that means to rescue or to bless or to, to help others. Those that have been born again uh, have joy and rejoice, are filled with the love of God, uh, retain a remission of their sins, grow in their knowledge of God and truth, do not want to injure others, want to be fair to others, care for and teach their children and help the needy. Those are basic things that are mentioned here in this chapter of how we can know that we've been born again. Uh, King Benjamin again mentions in verse 19 that we are all beggars and that we uh, we rely on God for all of our blessings and we need to continue to do that. But in so doing, we also need then to bless the lives of others. Um, but in verse 27, he says that we need to do it in an orderly fashion. Uh, take care of self, family, extended family, then others as we are able to in the Lord's way. Uh, Elder Maxwell said that when we run faster than we are able, we get both inefficient and tired. Uh, and so we need to make sure that we're not overdoing. Uh, we are counseled to help other people, uh, but not to uh, not to do too much. Uh, down to verse 30, it says, But this much I can tell you, that if you do not watch yourselves and your thoughts and your words and your deeds and observe the commandments of God, and continue in the faith of what ye have heard concerning the coming of our Lord, even unto the end of your lives, ye must perish. And now, O man, remember and perish not. So this is important for us to realize that we are judged not just on our actions and on our deeds, but on our thoughts as well and on the things that we say. George Q. Cannon said, uh, some people have an idea that because they have entered the waters of baptism and repented of their sins, that that is the end of it. What a mistake. We need to have this spirit of repentance continually. We need to pray to God to show us our conduct every day. Every night before we retire to rest, we should review the thoughts, words, and acts of the day and then repent of everything we have done that is wrong or that has grieved the Holy Spirit. Live this way every day and endeavor to progress every day. We may indulge in many things that are not right, indulge in wrong thoughts, be actuated by wrong motives, may have wrong objects in view. Therefore, we need to repent every day and every hour, every one of us. So that's the challenge that we each have. Um, verse 5, uh, continuing to uh, read uh, King Benjamin's discourse. Now, chapter 5 tells us how to get out of the club, Sinners Anonymous, if we've gotten ourselves into it. And uh, this has to do with repentance. If you look at verse 2, um, they all cried with one voice, saying, We believe all the words which thou hast spoken unto us, and also we know of their surety and truth, because of the Spirit of the Lord Omnipotent, which has wrought a mighty change in us. And here's the goal of repentance. It's not to uh, be punished. Repentance is to get us to change. Uh, sometimes the penalties for, for um, our sins as part of the repentance process is hard or difficult, but it's really to get us to change. It's not... It's not just a punishment, although we may at sometimes feel that way. Um, but uh, repentance is more of a mighty change that's supposed to happen to us. Um, this comment, the mighty change associated with the new birth results in an educated conscience, educated desires, educated and bridled passions. Uh, 
Alma spoke of the ancient saints who had received the priesthood of Melchizedek and who, through their faith and obedience, were sanctified and their garments were washed white through the blood of the Lamb. Now they, after having been sanctified by the Holy Ghost, were with uh, having their garments made white, being pure and spotless before God, could not look upon sin, save it were with abhorrence. And there were many, exceedingly great many, who were made pure and entered into the rest of the Lord their God. And so that change of heart, which makes us even look at sin uh, as though we'd, we'd never want to do it again, uh, that's, uh, that's how we uh, know that we've been born again, if we have that change in our heart. It's not that we are doing certain things, but it's what we are becoming. Are we becoming pure in heart? Are we becoming uh, saints of the latter days? Uh, down to verse 7, now because of the covenant which ye have made, ye shall be called the children of Christ. This is the name that uh, King Benjamin wanted to give the people. Uh, and so now he's able to do that because they've entered into a covenant to keep his commandments and to do those things that are uh, what the Lord wants us to do. Uh, we become his sons and his daughters, for behold, this day he hath spiritually begotten you. And that's what happens when we're born, uh, born again, that we become spiritually the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. For ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name, therefore ye are born of him, and have become his sons and his daughters. So that's, uh, that's the goal, that's the challenge for us, as we have this mighty change in our hearts, uh, that we can actually become uh, the children of Christ. Uh, and this is the, the name that we will be known by. Uh, down to verse 15, Therefore I would that ye should be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in good works, that Christ, the Lord, um, Lord God Omnipotent, may seal you his, that you may be brought to heaven, that ye may have everlasting salvation and eternal life, through the wisdom and power and justice and mercy of him who created all things in heaven and in earth, who is God above all. So being born again is just not enough. You must continue to, to retain that and to endure to the end. Now in verse 6, then now uh, King Benjamin's going to record the names of the people that have entered into this covenant. Um, and so this is really significant because uh, he's, remember at the beginning of the talk, it mentions that they were so numerous that they couldn't number them. Well, here they're going to actually write down all the names of all the people that have entered into the covenant. Now, this is a voluntary thing. This was a contract, and contracts are always made also in Hebrew culture at the beginning of a new year. So that's, again, why this is significant. The coronation occurs after the people are registered so that they can properly approve the new king. Um, and all of this is in accordance with Jewish tradition and history and uh, again shows and, and points that uh, this is translated material. It's not something Joseph Smith can, could have come up with on his own. Um, and so King Benjamin lives three years. Uh, in verse 5 it mentions and then he passed away, but they, were in, they had continual peace um, during that time frame up until he died. And now uh, King Mosiah now has... Uh, is reigning in his stead. It's interesting how Benjamin retires, that he just goes home and, and tends to his garden for the last few years of his life. And uh, that shows the, a great way to uh, transition from one, uh, one kingdom to another. Um, and so that's what he's doing here. He's, uh, he's uh, showing us the proper way here to be a king. And uh, if we could have kings like King Benjamin all the time, then that would be great. But uh, the next one we're looking forward to is Jesus Christ. I bear testimony of the truth of these things and that this... Uh, uh, this lesson on King Benjamin's talk helps us to better understand how to uh, keep the commandments and to retain a remission of our sins uh, throughout our lives. And I bear this testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.